When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The top coaching candidates in the NFL is taking another job, but not as a head coach. To go from Mahomes to Sam Howell as an offensive coordinator, what is Eric Bieniemy doing? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. On your smart speaker, you can say, play ESPN Radio, 888-SAY-ESPN. If you want to jump in with us, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. And Courtney, it is a two-year deal, according to reports, that they are working to finalize for Bieniemy to go from the Kansas City Chiefs, where he's won two Super Bowl rings as the offensive coordinator and interviewed 16 times to be a head coach in the National Football League. He could never get the opportunity. He could never get the job. And so now he's got to prove it by trying to turn the Washington Commanders into an offensive juggernaut. Good luck to Eric Bieniemy and the Washington Commanders offense. I mean, we'll get to really see what he can do in this situation. I know there's some people who want to believe that, oh, this man just doesn't interview well. That's why he hasn't gotten a head coaching opportunity. Frankly, he shouldn't have been put, put, in, this, been put in this spot when you have others who haven't called plays, Nathaniel Hackett, Matt Rule, Cliff Kingsbury, like just to name a few people who, you know, have all been fired as head coaches. Eric Bieniemy hasn't even gotten the same opportunity to fail at the NFL level as a head coach that right. others have. Yep. And he very well may fail in Washington as the offensive coordinator. Who knows? He very well may succeed. But this is what he truly believes he has to do in order to get a crack at being a head it's coach. Sad. And that it's sucks. Sad. It absolutely it's sad. sucks. It's sad. You know, I it, I root for a team that interviewed Eric Bieniemy. Okay. I root for the Denver Broncos. I grew up there. Instead of hiring Eric Bieniemy, we hired Nathaniel Hackett. How'd that go? You know, we're still, you know, then we had to trade draft picks for Sean Payton. I mean, maybe ultimately we would have been smarter to just hire a guy who, you know, went to Colorado and has ties to Colorado and understand what's going on in the AFC North. Patrick Mahomes said about the quote, this is so past deserved for him to get a head coaching job. He's done everything the right way. He's part of, proud of this offense. This team for a long time holds everybody accountable, creative in making up plays. I don't know why he hasn't been hired, but it's been great for us, meaning the Chiefs. The Chiefs, according to reports, are likely to bring Matt Nagy back into that role as their offensive coordinator. Courtney, I have to say this. I think there's a better chance Matt Nagy gets a head coaching job again, second time, than Eric Bieniemy gets hired the first time. I, I don't know what else Bieniemy has to prove in order to get a job as a head coach in the NFL. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Courtney Cronin. In the meantime, we go up the coast to New York where Derek Carr is going to be visiting the Jets this weekend. Yes, a bona fide quarterback is entering the facility in New York for the first time in a long time. Rich Semini covers the Jets for ESPN NFL Nation. He joined us earlier and he talked about what the Jets are trying to sell to Derek Carr to get him to go there as a free agent. Well, they're trying to sell him on uh, just the program that they've built so far. 
They have the fourth-ranked defense in the league. And interestingly, that is a foreign concept to Derek Carr. Uh, The Raiders' defense has been historically bad since Carr broke into the league in 2014. In fact, they've given up more points over that span than team in the league. So that, you would think, would have to be appealing to Derek Carr. So the Jets are going to try to sell them on that, plus the fact that they're going to have a new offense. And, you know, it's a wide-open quarterback position. His job, uh, he can keep it. You know, there's probably going to be no threat from Zach Wilson, I don't think, or anyone else on the roster. So, you know, that's that's the stuff they're going to sell him on. We've talked about this, and we will again, Courtney, in terms of Aaron Rodgers and the Jets' decision-making. If you're Derek Carr, is it appealing to go to the one of the hardest situations? I mean, the Jets haven't had a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. Is that an appealing challenge or a terrifying prospect that you're going to a place that just kills quarterbacks? Appealing because he gets away from the ball and chain on his career that has been this Vegas defense. And to Rich's point, they have been historically bad. Since he got into the league in 2014, the last couple of years, 2020, 30th in, in scoring. The yeah. last two years, 26, both years, 2021 and 2022, in scoring and even worse in yards. Like, they have been atrocious, and that affects how effective a quarterback can be. So yeah. few quarterbacks can overcome the totality of a defense giving up a lot of points and a lot of yards. And frankly, I think that when you put him in a situation like where he could potentially wind up with the Jets, where you have a great offense and, you know, a lot of pieces there, a lot of young pieces that you can build around who are on young, still on rookie deals. And then you have a defense that was top four this year. Like, imagine putting him in a situation where he has something that he didn't have for the last nine years in Vegas, a competent defense that can keep pace with what he's doing offensively and what the offense is doing. I wonder what Derek Carr is really what he wants, you know, because he has never won a playoff game in his career. He has made pretty good money. Right, Courtney? Yep. And if he's looking to make the most money, I bet she can find a team that'll pay him north of thirty five million dollars a year. But if he wants to go to the best situation, if I was the Jets, I would be open to Carr, but I just wouldn't want to pay him like he's Patrick Mahomes, you know, because the worst thing you could do as an NFL team, the worst is to pay an above-average quarterback like they're a great, awesome, franchise top-five guy because those guys are transcendent and worth the money. Patrick Mahomes is worth every penny of the contract that he got, and I think Josh Allen is too, and Joe Burrow will be. Kirk Cousins is not worth the contract that he has. I don't think Dak Prescott is worth the contract that he has. And so I think you have to have a real clear understanding of what Derek Carr is. On a 1 to 10 scale, okay, 1 being Zach Wilson, 10 being Patrick Mahomes. Courtney, where's Derek Carr? It's a, uh, pat myself on the back. This is a good question. 1 is Patrick is Patrick Mahomes, yes. No, one, 1 is Zach Wilson, 10 is Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Best of the best, so you put them towards 10. Okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm picturing the scale in my mind. Yes. A solid seven. Solid seven or a six. I mean, there's obvi- I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback by that logic because you do have mm. Patrick Mahomes and Zach Wilson. You have a truncated scale. But I will say that he is above average. We can say that. You can put I him agree. in that class that is Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, the, used Derek Carr. Good. I think he is So he's good. a step above. Average is five. Above average, six. Good is seven to me. Okay. Am I, I, is, I, is my scale okay? 
I, I would say he's about a six and a half, seven also. If you, of course, you want a 10, but you also have to think about. How many 10s are there, especially in free agency? Right, There's none. Right, right. Aaron Rodgers and, isn't a 10 right now. No, he's not. And in fact, I could argue that Derek Carr has a brighter future than Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers has a bigger name than Derek Carr does. You have to look at who the player is now at this point in their career as opposed to looking back and saying, oh, I think we can recapture some glory with Aaron Rodgers. And then there's the prospect of trading for Lamar Jackson, which some team might consider this offseason. But that's you got to think about the contract. you got to think about his injury history, which has to be very significant there. Carr Courtney has been, aside from one that knocked him out of playoff games uh, that first year that he uh, was able to win the division and go to the playoffs, he's been relatively healthy throughout the course of his entire career. You know, so it's hard to he has not been good enough to single handedly push his team over the top. He's not as talented as Lamar Jackson. He's definitely more of an adult than Aaron Rodgers is. He's not going to divide your locker room. Aaron Rodgers might divide your locker room. Yeah. Derek Carr is not going on the Pat McAfee show or Canty and Carlin on Tuesdays. Aaron Rodgers is doing distracting type of things. So I see the appeal. And I wonder if the Jets, how seriously they're considering that this might be the best course of action for them. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. You can tune in. College basketball action tomorrow. Indiana. Do we have somebody on the show that went to Indiana as they host Illinois? Coverage starts 1130 a.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. I'll be be listening. Chris Carlin's on the call, who's usually on this show. That's right. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, and she is Courtney Cronin. Jalen Hurst deserves at least 200 man arms. His leadership abilities as a young man are off the charts. I would try to sign as long of a deal as he'll agree to because of his age, his character. Get it done ASAP. He got farther than Deshaun Watson has ever gone. He's gotten farther than Lamar Jackson has ever gotten. Plus the improvement, plus the leadership. I would love to escort Jeffrey Lurie to the bank for the Brinks truck that they're going to pay this young man. Well, Jalen Hurts now is entering the last year of his contract, and I'd like to be his agent because he is about to get paid. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. Courtney, the question isn't if they're going to be offering Jalen Hurts a new deal in Philadelphia. The question is really about how much, is it not? Yes, absolutely. And whoever that was with the raspy voice at the beginning saying that he should take no less than $200 million, his agent is going to make that case too. And I think the starting number for Jalen Hurts is $45 million because that's how much Patrick Mahomes is currently making before you know he gets his big extension. He's making the, I think it's the seventh highest of all quarterbacks, and he just won the MVP, Super Bowl MVP, underpaid. and the Super Bowl. Underpaid. Most underpaid is, is, guy in sports. It is an understatement uh, at this point, which seems absurd to say that about a $45 million a year salary, but that's the day and age we're in right now with the salary cap era in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, it's such a unique situation because can you think about a quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes that has won, and Mahomes is the first-round pick, a second-round quarterback that has won a Super Bowl while still on his rookie contract and how teams handle that. Russ, I can't really Russ think Wilson of one. was right around there, was he not? And he was not a first-round pick. So that's kind of the comp. Now, the interesting thing here that is worth us pointing out, so if you're taken in the first round now, 
the rookie scale says that you sign a contract that is a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. So Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who are in the same draft class, and Tua, who is in the same draft class as Jalen Hurts, they really have two years left on their rookie deal. Jalen Hurts was not a first-round pick, Courtney. He only has one year left. And if you're the Eagles, you really don't want to walk into that last year of a contract without getting the deal done. Because if I'm them, I'm assuming at some point I'm going to want to re-sign Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. The sooner I do it, the cheaper it is. So if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm not getting all wrapped up in what's happened in the past and Carson Wentz and all that. I got to rush to try to get this done as soon as possible. No, they should be trying to get it done before the combine, before anything pops off with Joe Burrow going to the negotiating table, Justin Herbert, certainly Patrick Mahomes uh, getting his new deal. It won't. It won't affect Jalen Hurts in the way that the other two that were taken in the same draft as him will. But it's it's wild to me that we are here at this stage thinking, how can they get out of this in the cheapest manner possible? Because if you're his agent, you're trying to push this along. You want to see how much Burrow's going to make. You want to see how much the other quarterbacks that were first-round picks and you know fr- future franchise leaders, and we know that Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl last year, you yeah. want to see how much they're going to make to be able to give yourself some leverage here. Because Jalen Hurts, in year three, the turnaround alone was nothing shy of remarkable. The yeah. high ceiling, high reward for a player who has not been injured as an NFL player. Yeah. He's got a $45 million's the tag. So yeah. that's also why he should be asking for nothing less at than forty five a year. At, at least the man, he's going to have a nice apartment and a nice house in Philadelphia. Eagles GM Howie Roseman met with the media earlier today. No surprise. It, it sounds like they're interested in a contract extension with likely the MVP runner up. We want to keep our best players here for the long term, and um, he's certainly one of our best players. So um, that's some we'll, we'll keep all the contract talks internal, but um, we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. If you're going to sign a guy to a giant deal, Courtney, they have to be a spotless player, right? I mean, you don't want injury history like Lamar Jackson has. You, you really would prefer not to have the legal issues that have cropped up with Deshaun Watson. Jalen Hurts is pretty much a spotless player. I mean, you look at his history going to Oklahoma, having to transfer his attitude and the way he handled the Tua thing with such incredible grace at Alabama to now go to the NFL the way he played in the biggest games of all. And yeah, they weren't really challenged in the NFC Championship. It was a unique situation. But to go toe-to-toe with the best quarterback of this generation and take him down to the final minute is pretty darn impressive. So if I'm Philly, I'm willing to break the bank for him. If I'm hurt, like, do I hold out for that Deshaun Watson-ish deal? Or do I just take the second highest contract that a quarterback has ever received? I just don't know if we're going to see anybody top the Watson deal. I know that guys can go in and want that. But frankly, I don't think owners are going to bend to the will of what the Cleveland Browns did because a player is going to ask for it. I think that that was an anomaly more so than the norm or what we expect, because look at the contracts that were signed after that. The Kyler Murray deal, obviously the Russell Wilson deal was right around the same time, but it's even that deal. 
Like you leave money on the table. Kyler yeah. Murray left a lot of money on the table. Well, well, I don't Ky- think we're Kyler Murray's see- not in the class of quarterback. I, of but he guys. was the next one. He was the next one, and he came nowhere close to it. And what we had heard about Lamar Jackson back, what was it, like September, about 133 million guaranteed of the entire deal, which was north of 200. Like, I don't think we're going to see anybody top what Deshaun Watson got. And, and, you know, for better or for worse, I don't think owners want to ever do that again. And I don't but, know but if anybody's going to be willing court. to make that mistake again. Hold, hold on, though. I mean, we know that NFL owners are going – it's a printing money business. I mean, it, the no NFL owner is really losing money. I don't buy that at all. We know the TV contracts are skyrocketing. We know this new YouTube TV NFL Sunday ticket. Like, the league is super flush with cash. It doesn't matter, though. Look uh, at the like, return on investment. Look at what we just saw with, Jay- with Deshaun Watson in the first season. Yes, the suspension and all of that is valid as to why he didn't play. But when he did play, you think he got their money's worth? You don't think that they're looking at that right now and regretting the move that they just made? But, I mean, guys get giant contracts all the time. And Not one to that degree, and wor- Aaron. And that one wor- was an anomaly. But, but if, if you switch the contracts, Mahomes and Watson, Mahomes would be worth what the Browns are paying Sure. Watson. Sure, because he's delivered. He's won two Super Bowls. He's been to three. How many had Deshaun Watson been to? Zero. And I, I think Watson's only won one or two playoff games in his entire career. Joe Burrow, to me, is worth what the Browns are paying Watson. Jalen Hurts, to me, is worth what the Browns are paying Watson. It's not an argument whether Watson is worth that. The question is, is Hurts worth that? And if I'm Hurts' agent, I'm going in there and saying, look, this is a guy coming off of two years and not playing who was facing 20-whatever charges of sexual misconduct. Like, my player has been spotless and just took you to the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, and and that's the crux of the argument here. And I would love to see. I don't know that the owners will do it because I think they are all in cahoots with each other. But I think this situation is coming to a head because they're not supposed to be able to collude together. They're supposed to be fighting against each other for the Lombardi trophy. But Uh, when it comes to their bottom line and they don't want to pay players like this, they don't want it to become the norm. Should Jalen Hurts and his representation go in there and say, match us with Deshaun Watson's deal. Of course they should. Shoot for, that's got You don't want to lowball yourself. You don't want to set the bar too low. And who knows? Maybe a team is willing to do that. Why should but, he take less than that, though, Courtney? Like, what's in it for Jalen Hurts to take less He shouldn't. Than? But I don't – I'm trying to think about this realistically. He's not going to get that. We had opportunities for other quarterbacks to come close, and they didn't. The deal that – Kyler Murray got the deals that we've seen on the and extensions prior to the Deshaun Watson deal, yeah. I think are probably going to be more in line of what quarterbacks, not just Jalen Hurts, but other quarterbacks too, like make at this stage. I just don't think that it is realistic to say that anybody's going to get close to what Deshaun and, Watson in the fully guaranteed 230. I don't and, think, I just don't think I, it's going to happen. Courtney, I get it, but my argument back to you is I don't think a quarterback of Jalen Hurts' level has hit this point yet since the Watson deal went down. Kyler Murray had to have clauses put in his contract sure. to make sure that he studied enough. You know, that's not an issue. I think Jalen Hurts watches plenty of film based on the way that he played this past year. And so this is, you know, the first and, and Lamar, you know, this situation with Lamar, it's the same question. And I think it's one of the biggest of the NFL offseason. Up next, championship or engagement ring? Which ring would you prefer? We discuss Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Crone, and we are in for the guys. Sirius XM Channel 80, Triple H, say ESPN. You can jump in with us. The ongoing debate today because of a Micah Parsons tweet, the defensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys. Would you rather have a championship ring or an engagement ring? Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Courtney, you can help people that are affected by the Turkey earthquake. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN. That's redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Your donation enables Red Cross to prepare for and respond to help people recover from the disaster and provide people and communities affected with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, and other assistance. Again, to help out, please go to redcross.org slash ESPN. That is redcross.org slash ESPN. Other than wedding rings and championship rings and engagement rings, Courtney. The other conversation today, Michael Jordan turns 60 today. Happy birthday to MJ. I'm sure he's listening to Canty and Carlin here with us on ESPN Radio. We're big in North Carolina right now. I'm fairly certain Raleigh is one of the stations that picks us up during this time slot. Uh, What's up, MJ? Uh, Look, a lot of people are talking about, you know, their favorite MJ moments. What would you get MJ for his birthday? Those are sort of the more traditional. But 60 is starting to get towards old. So we posed the question on Twitter, at ESPN Radio, at Courtney R. Cronin, at HammerNation19. Michael Jordan is 60. How old would he have to be for 40-year-old me in order to beat him in one-on-one? So you're asking sort of about an average build, below-average athlete, but I can shoot it a little bit. How old does the last time I – I mean, I free throw. How's that? I shoot free throws on occasion. Uh, I don't guard much, and I'm not super coordinated, but I can shoot it, Courtney. I mean, if you give me an open three, I'm probably going to knock it down. Okay, so basically you're saying that when somebody challenges you to one-on-one, you're playing horse. Yeah, right. 
And right. I, I'm I'm struggling probably to guard six six Michael at sixty years old. Like no chance. I'm staying in front of him. I'm not saying good could happen today. I'm saying at some point in Michael's life, I will be able to beat him in my current state at one on one. The responses to this question, however, are a little embarrassing. Uh, patron tweets the show and says he would still beat you even if he was ninety nine and you were forty. <laughs> 99-year-old Jordan can't even lift his arms, let alone be able to get the ball up to the basket. Courtney, what else are you seeing on Twitter? Irish whiskers, because you said that the score, I think you said that you gave Michael Jordan 78. Is that when you think you can surpass him? Right. That's the the turning point. The score would be 11-7. to Very random score. But Aaron would win. Irish whiskers tweeted that you would have to be dead or Michael Jordan would have to be dead in order for you to beat him in one-on-one. Quote, uh-huh. but the game would probably last forever as the world waits for you to make 11 bets. <laughs> oh, please stop. Lance tweets the show and says that Jordan would have to be bedridden. Brian tweets the show and says Michael would have to be 137 years old. Pit fan tweets the show and says Jordan would have to be dead. <laughs> Just There's throwing. a lot of like morbid stuff here about that Michael Jordan, like from <laughs> cradle to the grave, more or less, would be able to beat you six feet under. Uh, Greg says he'd have to be in a wheelchair in order for me to beat him. A lot of responses, as you were alluding to, saying that he would have to be dead. Uh, Tim tweets the show and says, I'd say after he died, but his corpse would still body you. So your only chance would be if Michael decided to get cremated. Your responses on Twitter at ESPN radio at Hammer Nation 19 at Courtney R. Cronin to the phones. We go. Glenner is in Alaska. He's on ESPN radio. What's up, Glenner? Oh, you guys were talking about the ring thing. About the Super Bowl we, we, we are. Or... We, we are. We are. We can talk about multiple things at the we same time. We're multi-talented like Carlin. that. Yeah, right. But, well, all, all right. Well, as 31 years ago, I got down on a knee and I married this amazing woman who's still my partner. We just celebrated 32 now. Congratulations. And I wouldn't trade that for any of the championship rings for winning a game in the world. Not in the world. That's not even close. Not to mention how god awful ugly the Super Bowl rings are. You show them off in a box and you put it away. Who wears the things besides Joe Montana in a TV commercial? Yeah, I, I just, Glenn, I just got back from the Super Bowl and thank you for the call. I was uh, not to flex, humble brag. I didn't know you went to the Super Bowl. I was out in Arizona for Super Bowl week. You know, did the radio row thing. Blah blah all blah. Right. All the parties. And almost all the Super Bowl champions that you would see walking around on the street, they all had their rings on their fingers, and they looked like the coolest bleepers in all of Arizona. They got in wherever they wanted to go because they had Super Bowl rings. It's a trite thing to say that, like, your wedding day, the day your kids were born, like, of course those are the greatest days. Courtney, I'm not going to lie, the days... And there have been a few of them that my teams have won championships are some of the greatest days of my life. That's okay. how crazy a sports fan. I, and I don't no, that, I'm not embarrassed fine. to say that. Not, I'm not embarrassed to be. say it. As sports fans, those are the moments that, you know, make life really fun. Right. And Rooting who you for share your them team with towards a goal. And of course, yes. the memories that are invoked by championship runs. Of course. And I, I'm so I don't want to minimize the kids born, the engagements and all of that. I'm just saying. 
to us that are listening to this, sports is important. So you grew up, you were a Cubs fan when you were growing up, right? You grew up in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Is that day in 2016 that they finally won? Is it one of the top five days of your life? (sighs) Top five? I was out in the Bay Area, so I, I would actually say... I came home for game five. I got to go to the game at Wrigley with my brother, sitting in the bleachers. Really, we stood the whole game because you couldn't not. That was what sparked the comeback. I watched the game by myself out in the Bay Area because I was out working, and all of my friends and family were in Chicago celebrating, you know, even though the game was in Cleveland. So I didn't Uh get to be a part of the day that they won. But, like, to me, one of the greatest, you know, I'll say a top ten day was being there for game five. Right, and the Cubs won Game Five pretty close, right? Mm-hmm. As I remember, I that's think that's what sparked the turnaround. That was their first the, win uh, at yeah, Wrigley the, in the, the series uh, since '45. I was at the series too, trying to get the Indians there. They haven't won anything since 1948. Now the Guardians, and I think they took an early lead on a home run, and then I think Chris Bryant homered. I'm blamed for that, Courtney. You are because, why? What'd you do? Well, I was I was in sort of the press area, and I was really hungry. And the Cleveland Baseball Club had taken a one nothing lead. I remember it on a solo home run. And they were at the point, they were like, you know, I don't know, six and a half innings away from winning the World Series for the first time since 48. But at Wrigley, they have it's, – it's better than just an average hot dog. It's the foot-long Vienna, okay. Chicago-style, off-the-grill, celery salt, sport peppers, tomatoes loaded up. I got up to get the hot dog. I turned my back, and as I turned my back, Chris Bryant hits the home run that ties the game. Oh, man. And Cleveland is convinced, because this is where I live and have worked for the last 17 years, Cleveland is convinced that if I had kept my butt in that seat in the press box, that the Cleveland baseball team would have won the World Series and the Cubs would not have. That I got up to get the hot dog and that that changed the momentum of the entire 2016 World Series. Triple eight, say ESPN. Sports fans are weird. 888-729-3776. Up next, who would like a dome in Chicago? We'll find out and more in three and out. Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Three and Out brought to you by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance together. Go to geico.com today. 
That is Geico.com. And this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. The 888-SAY-ESPN number is still open if you want to jump in with us. It is time for us to play a little three and out. And we start with news about Saturday Night Live. It will not be Patrick Mahomes hosting Saturday Night Live. Travis Kelsey is the first tight end to ever host SNL. And he's the first NFL player since J.J. Watt a couple of years ago to do it. It's coming up on March 4th. Courtney, will you tune in for Travis? I'll tune in because I like when they try to spice Saturday Night Live up. I am curious to see what his acting skills are. I don't want to hear any more of the fake motivation and fake slander that has allegedly, according to Travis Kelsey, been hurled at the Kansas City Chiefs because it's not funny and no one buys it. I just, the one thing I don't want to see, because we saw it on Kimmel already, like, we don't need to see him cover Fight for Your Right to Party by the Beastie Boys. Don't need to see it again. Fair enough. Don't need to see it worked into a bit. Do you want to see Donna Kelsey, Travis, and Jason's mom appear on Saturday Night Live? Make a cameo. Like, that would be pretty cool. I would like to see one of his Chiefs teammates unassumingly pop into the picture. If it was, if he could somehow get Mahomes to be part of that. That would be cool. Who's the best SNL host of all time, do you think? Oh, my gosh. You're putting me on the spot here. Like, guest host? Yeah, like guest oh, host. Like, I Steve don't... Martin's done it a gajillion times. Yeah, but like, wasn't Timberlake's he par- really good. Was and... Steve Martin a part of any cast on SNL at any point? Yeah, King Tut. No, 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 no. But, like, was he a, a, a cast member? Yeah, I think he was a regular then cast I, member. I don't think that you can be a – like, that, I would take that, those people out of the uh-huh. host role okay. if they were already part of it. Um. Timberlake is really good. What has he been up to? Peyton Manning was good. Peyton Manning, I think, was the best sports one. Barkley's done it a number of times. Eli was also good. Kudos to the Manning, but it's not an easy thing to pull off. No. I was looking this up. The first athlete to ever host SNL was Fran Tarkington. I'd love to go back and see those tapes. And uh, OJ did it in 1978, and I'm sure NBC has burned all evidence of that. Uh, second one, three and out, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Justin Field says he wants a dome in Chicago. Courtney, you cover the Bears for ESPN NFL Nation. Do you think he's going to get one? I think he will. It should be in the next couple years. The Bears closed on the land, the property that they purchased at Arlington Park this week. Team is going to claim as they have legal reasons, I understand, that just because they closed on the land doesn't mean that they're going to move forward with their plan to build a domed stadium, which we were privy to at the beginning of the season. They they held a town hall sort of meeting out in Arlington Heights, Illinois, where the stadium's going to be built, this whole complex, and gave the proposal, not like any much detail, but that they would build a domed stadium. They didn't just buy that land to build a shopping center. Or an auto mall. They're going to develop a stadium. Justin Fields will be playing in said domed stadium by the time it's built. Because he's going to be, he's the guy in Chicago and they're not going to, they're not going to move on from him this offseason. I know people say football is a game meant to be played outdoors. That's really easy to say until you're in Chicago on a five degree day and the Bears are three and ten and you're trying to get through the traffic into Soldier Field. Because that is, Courtney, isn't true? Getting to that stadium, that's the worst. It's a disaster. It's, it is a total disaster. So no one's arguing that they don't need a new stadium. A little disappointed to see it leave the city of Chicago. Um, 
And I, but I think that having more domes, like it just provides a better fan experience. I don't want to go sit outside in freezing cold weather to watch NFL. NFL is meant to be watched on your couch at yeah. home. I am is- a firm believer of that. And I know that that does not make me a football purist. Football and all sports should be played indoors. Weather delays in 2023 should not be a thing. The one thing I know fans who do like, you know, what we want here, like an indoor experience, some fans are disappointed that it is a fixed dome, no retractable roof, so you can't have that outdoor feel of the fall days in the area. I think that's an okay thing to, you know, pass up in order to get the best fan experience because it's just not happening at Soldier Field. Yeah, it's it's really not. To, you know, to go to those, and I haven't been to Minnesota and Detroit and Dallas and all these, but everybody says. And I have, and I really like all three of them. You know, if you don't think you want the dome, wait till it's built and you go, and then you're going to be grateful for the experience. Aaron Jones' run with the Packers is going to continue. The running back reaching an agreement on Friday on a reduced salary for 2023, Courtney. Drew Rosenhaus' agent told ESPN's Adam Schefter, Jones scheduled to make $16 million, agreed to cut that to five, or excuse me, buy $5 million in exchange for a signing bonus of $8.52 million as part of his total pay of $11 million for the 2023 season. Does this have anything to do with the Packers' plans and Aaron Rodgers at all? Maybe, but I don't think so. I think that they view Aaron Jones as part of what they want to have going forward, and especially if you're turning the reins of this offense over to Jordan Love, you want to make sure that you still have a very strong run game so they can run that outside zone scheme that they've been running the last couple of years with Matt LaFleur. Mm. I just think it's a good salary cap move because they have there's plenty of veterans on this roster that they're going to probably have to part ways with here in free agency so they can fix their cap situation by doing stuff like that. Look, I, I like Aaron Jones a lot as a player. I'm not sure I'd ever really pay a running back in this day and age. I mean, look at the teams. You know, where did the Chiefs find Isaiah Pacheco? In the, the draft. Eagles, the Eagles have a trio of backs, you know, Sanders, Boston, Scott. Sometimes you don't even know who's really in the backfield on that team. Um, it's sad because it's a position that was super popular to play when I was growing up, but it feels like the era of the running back in the NFL is just about over. If you missed our interview with Scott Berman of Sky Cave Retreats, if you'd like to go into the darkness like Aaron Rodgers is, that's right. You can check it out on the Canty and Carlin podcast. Joe and Amber is coming up next on most of these ESPN radio stations. For Aaron Goldhammer and Courtney Cronin, this has been Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.